episode 122. Am I alone here tonight or do I got Nick and Justin and Jesse? You guys, you guys here tonight? I'm here. There's I two guys. Nick and Jesse. What's up guys? Doing it. What, Not much. Uh, what's been going on? Anything exciting? Everything exciting. I've got a, I've got a surprise for you guys. I, I don't know I like what, surprises. I don't know what it is. This is for the listeners. I'm just going to give them a little insight. I was looking over our notes for tonight's show, and there's a, there's a mystery topic, and I've decided that Nick is going to fill us in on the recipe on the shepherd pie at the school cafeteria. Is that what you're going to do? Yep. Is that what the mystery <laughs> mystery topic is? Dang it. That is. Did I just give it away? Damn it. Yep. No, it's not a mystery. <laughs> no, it's not no, a mystery It's no longer topic. a mystery. Thank you for ruining it. Those so, recipe of week. the shepherd's pie. <laughs> Don't you guys, did you guys ever have shepherd pie at your high school lunch for? It has feces in it. <laughs> must have been a Montana thing. <laughs> yeah, must have been a Montana thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all that surplus, that surplus food, all the rotten yeah. meat and cheese yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that they send to the school. What can we do with this? I Six know. people can only eat so much. <laughs> they only charge you 50 cents per meal because it's all rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's where I went to school, man. No shame in my game. So here we are, episode 121. Anything, um... Hey, guess what? What? It's 122. Is it one? It is It is 122. Yeah, it is right. 122. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? That's pretty cool how that works. That was a fast episode, that 121. <laughs> so here we are, and uh, winner's, winner is back. It was, uh, last week was a little bit of a teaser with damn near 50 degree temperature and sunny skies and no wind. The last three days driving to work, it's a, about a 90-mile commute. I have not seen any pavement or road surface in those Ouch. three days. Mm. <laughs> it's just a white blanket of back snow and ice for 90 miles. Is God, it super country. cold or is it just snowy? It's super cold. It's, uh, well, it's not, I mean, you know, 19 degrees. Is that super cold? It's not. That's super cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's sufficiently That's, cold. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's sufficient. It's not super cold. Super cold is below zero. No. <laughs> so forty <laughs> is sufficiently cold. Anything below oh, really? <laughs> anything <laughs> below freezing is super cold. No, it's it's been a rough week, man. I the weather's been great, and I haven't got any flying in. What can I say? Tired of saying the weather's bad. It's. It's it just sucks, man. I mean, winter came back in a vengeance, and it's I don't know, man. It's depressing. So when's what? it going to be up, man? I don't know. It's like a teaser. Your, your winter you. will be done before ours, just for the record. You think so? Yeah. 
our winter lasts from like October to July. Okay, well, first of all, you guys don't get winter. <laughs> Jesse and I deal with winter. You guys yeah, don't deal with winter. It is winter outside right now. Yeah. Here. You and know you what? know what? Winter is any time that it's difficult to go fly. More difficult I, than summer. Right, I Nick? I just found the pattern. There's a pattern. Is there a pattern? I'm surprised no one's picked up on it. What is it? Oh, ye who hath flown thy multi-rotor oh, you will brought have up the thy wrath That's it. of winter upon them. Dude, how dare oh. you? How dare you bring up the M yeah. word? Yeah, the M word. I did say it. You know, I'm getting, it's an I'm, getting, you know, I'm getting really sick I'm getting a little and tired, tired of, of the multi-rotor that. talk coming from you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting tired of the multi-rotor talk coming from you, Dan. <laughs> I didn't bring yeah, up any multi-rotor stuff. It's getting pretty old. <laughs> Jesse, don't try to throw him under the bus, man. You're just as bad. I didn't touch mine all weekend. Still snowed here, so I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Let's make a pact. You're still being punished for the purchase. (laughs) Let's make let's make a pact. We will not discuss the M word ever again. Yes. No. Yes. No. I'm not even going like to say it. From now in. on, it's the M word. The M word. The M word. Yeah. That which shall not be named. That's how we're going to refer yeah. to it. <laughs> All right. Did okay. you fly that which shall not be named this week, Dan? Oh, that's that's not happening. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I feel dirty about that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just give you the no fly and call it good. <laughs> to be honest with you, there was no fly. Of any type, shape, or form. There was a fair amount of wrenching done this week. Started tearing apart the 700 Nitro. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Five 700, huh? Yeah. It, and uh, by I, do you mean Ed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, look at he's all play. What? He's all trying to just brush that Come off. Come on now. Fess up. Who, Who was, was holding tearing the apart the Ed, 700 Nitro? Ed, Ed, he might have turned a wrench or two. Maybe. Are you holding him hostage? <laughs> he's in my cellar. <laughs> do, do yeah, he's, he's, he's chained to like a piece of furniture. Do you, you want to wear that, those aviator glasses? Away. Those aviator glasses? And that, what do you call it, Nick? The... Pedophile mustache. Is that what you call it? Yeah. The, 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 the raper stash. Yeah, the, the, the 80s raper stash. And the leather jacket. That's funny you should mention oh, that. Because he, he heard that episode. I was up there, and he, he come walking out of his uh, out of his little office where he keeps his stuff like that, jackets and whatnot. And he's wearing his aviator glasses and a leather jacket. <laughs> he said... He said you could tell the boys I do have leather jacket and aviator glasses. <laughs> That's great. Nice. That's so, awesome. We love you, Ed. Yeah, Ed's helping me with, with the rebuild. Yeah. It's good experience for him, right? Absolutely. That mm-hmm. is. That's like troubleshooting 909 because the way yours usually is. Yeah. In shape. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. That sounded like a. I don't know, but that sounded a little like a dig. Was that a was that was that a dig? 
I mean, snow shovel size. Snow just shovel for you. Size. He was <laughs> trying. Just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna tear it completely apart, and he wants to do nitro. So what the hell, man? He wants to get a little bit of nitro experience. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> all right, that works. <laughs> Sweet. And that's about, about all I've rush? done. That's about um the rush. Good news on Not the rush. Not in a rush. <laughs> to get finished. <laughs> the rush is basically done. Come tomorrow, I will have the two beautiful Gen Zays 5300 6S batteries. And it should be ready to go. All I got to do is finish. Wait, 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 wait. Where the hell did you find those? I know people. I'm pretty sure the 5300s are in stock. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. Well, I found them go. on the. Been in stock. I found them on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I went to their webpage, and what do you know? There they were. Are you looking for? Some? I'll sell them to you. No, that's okay. <laughs> Two hundred bucks a piece. Two hundred bucks a piece. They're yours. Thanks. I I do want to talk one. Nah, I'll leave them. I'll tell you the the M word talk alone. How's that? Yeah, that's probably best. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have anything to say about it. I was just teasing a little bit. That's really all I got, guys. I was just um, dealing with this weather, dealing with uh, my lovely job, <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> life is great. You know, weather's great. The dream job is great. Helis are flying great. <laughs> things things are great. Just living the dream. Helis are flying <laughs> what can you great. Say? <laughs> living the dream, man. Just living it up. The sim helis. <laughs> That's about all I got. Who's next? Who wants to go next? I still, no, I'll, I'll go. I still got a little oh. bit of a cough, though. I just can't not cannot <laughs> shake this. Notice. <laughs> Jesse, did you say you're going next? Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I'll, I'll turn this thing around. Any so multi-rotor I, flying this week? Was that? Any multi-rotor flying this week for you? What was that? <laughs> Any M-word flying for you this week? No, no. Still not no, hearing no. me? No, no, no. Flying. Good for you. No, 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 no. I did not even touch that thing. But I did, however, get in some heli flying this last week. Although it was not the most pleasant experience out of the field I've ever had. It was uh, it was very foggy. It was sufficiently cold, I guess you could say. It was about 28. So I guess Nick's definition, very cold. Very Dan's cold. definition, sufficiently cold. <laughs> sufficiently cold, yeah. Super cold. <laughs> in my opinion, it was it was just cold. It was too cold to be out of the field. It was field, pretty so. damn cold. Yeah, it, it was one of those, so you you go out there and you fly, and by the end of the day, I was looking at the blades on the 7HV, and I'm like, there's a little bit of ice on the tips of the blades, because the mm-hmm. fog was so thick in the air, um, so I had to you know fly pretty close to myself, but went out last Saturday, toughed it out, only got in 13 flights in like three and a half hours. It was extremely brutal. Most of that was due to the fact, in between each flight, I literally had to unthaw my hands. It was just very dense and cold. I, don't, I usually, at 28, it's not a big deal, but for some reason, the weather last weekend, it, it made it really, really rough. So even with the uh, the propane heater out there, it, it took a good 5, 10 minutes in between each and every single flight the whole day just to get back to where I could work the transmitter and feel, feel confident going back out there and flying. Um, you weren't using the radio warm? I'm actually not. So what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm just using nothing. The if it's windy out, I will use a transmitter glove. Um, if it is not really windy out, it I don't really notice much of a difference with the transmitter glove, mostly because 
my hands are already pretty cold. So I put my cold hands into a transmitter glove. It just stays cold in there. <laughs> no, it, dude, that's it, why you got to have the heater. I don't, I don't have the heater, Justin. I do not have the heater in my oh, transmitter glove. Dude. And I've decided I absolutely hate all transmitter gloves. That's the other. That's Even the, other the radio warm. Even the radio warm. Just for some reason, my hands being in something while flying cuts my flying potential back to about 75% of what I'm capable of. And wow. it's not my hand. The tops of my fingers are not hitting anything. It could just be that I just need more practice with a transmitter glove, just which I'm u- very just reluctant. Just not used to the feel or something. Yeah, yeah. Th- I'm just, I just don't, don't like it. I think it's because how it kind of holds my, usually I, I have my arms kind of right at my side. So my forearms are going straight out from my body parallel. And the transmitter glove kind of forces me to widen out my elbows a little bit and come in more at an angle. Um, both the radio warm and the turnage one a little bit. Um, and for some reason... That's that's just not how I fly. <laughs> huh. So it, it just doesn't, it does not feel natural at all. So like I said, it could just be a thing where I guess I just need to tough it out and get used to it. Because like you said, if there was a heater in there, it'd probably be extremely helpful. Hmm. It uh, makes a big for, difference, dude, for sure. Um, but for now, if it's around 32, I'll go out there, five minute flight, and I can get through the whole flight and still, for the most part, feel my fingers by the end. Um and so, as I mentioned last week, I had some some generator stuff to do. So I did get the oil changed in that. And what do you know? Fixed all the problems. Generator ran great. <laughs> so you, t- you topped it off, and everything. Light no, no, I, I actually just took the time, emptied it out. Put it. I mean, it takes like a third of a quart of oil. So you go spend four bucks, you get like three oil changes. So pretty pretty inexpensive <laughs> maintenance. So you know. Did that, changed the oil. Um, So today, I didn't get out yesterday. Usually I go out and fly on Thursday. Ton of homework. I literally probably did 12, 13 hours of homework yesterday. So no flying besides last Saturday. And then today in the mail, I got a couple new batteries. I got some Gen's Ace 5300 milliamp gold packs for the 7HV. And I also hmm. got some new batteries for the 6HV. What that means for me is now I actually got to take some time, get some connectors out and solder. So that's what that's on my agenda for tomorrow because the weather is not looking so good here. I uh, Honestly, I don't think I've seen the sun in about 10 days now. I, I've been keeping track. And it's just that really thick, dense fog. It's like every morning you go outside and you look up into the sky, it just looks the exact same. Hasn't changed for a couple weeks now, so doesn't look like that's going away. There's about two inches of snow sitting on the ground outside right now with uh, no signs of letting up. So like Dan had mentioned, winter is definitely here. Definitely back. And oh, one one other thing did show up in the mail as well that I almost forgot to mention. I got a 6HV Ultimate upgrade kit. So this is this is pretty cool. Now I can actually be flying the same exact heli that all you guys get to fly when you buy the kit. So I was still flying the pre-production frames and the oh, and the pre-production motor. Um, so basically, it, it was very minor changes. Um, there was just a couple slots cut in the frame so that you can now mount your receiver pack on one side of the frame, and then something in the motor with uh, securing the 
motor shaft. Um, I guess they were, they were having some problems. A couple of people uh, that were doing some testing, their, the motor shaft was slipping a little bit. Um, the pin and the Loctite were letting go, so they sh- they uh, fixed that all up. And it's all been fixed with all the production ones, but mine is finally here. So now I get to um, do some more wrenching this weekend and put all that stuff in. Sweet, dude. So, and there was a, you know, I'm, I may have spent a couple a couple minutes or so um, working on the 7HV, but I think I think we'll probably cover that maybe a little bit later on. But there there may have been some time spent there as well. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> we'll just have to see. Go. So who's next? I'll go. Nick. What's up? I finished my building. Finally. Of your trailer? I finished. Uh uh it's <laughs> no no. I kinda knew the answer finished. to that one. I was just Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like ninety percent. I have got it way set up now. It's pretty much a mobile hobby shop at this point um can't wait to yeah. come home and fly uh, yeah dude it's <laughs> i freaking love it it is it's awesome now i got in some receiver packs um i had ordered some gen's ace 1300 milliamp uh 2s receiver packs i got those in got them all soldered up i ended up making a a little receiver pack um mount for the e700 i just couldn't quite get it where i wanted to I wanted to keep the whole back of the frame all clean because I had everything mounted up front. So I made a little deal for that. Just kind of went back through, double-checked all of the settings on everything, went back over all the helis because, you know, last week was kind of such a disaster when I was out at the field that, um, yeah, it was just, it, it was it was good to get everything gone through. I opted not to fly which was a little weird. Very weird. <laughs> it it was, but I had, you know, I had really kind of, uh, uh, last Saturday was not a good day um, for me, if I'm getting my days correct. See, that's how burnout I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a pretty much just about everything go wrong that could go wrong, uh, not resulting in a crash anyway. Just uh, nothing was right. Generator was not running correctly, so I was having problems with that. Uh, once I got that up and running, then I actually bricked my Scorpion ESC. Oh, yes. Okay, now I'm up to speed with what day we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I was out at the field, had stayed up till like 3 in the morning the night before, um, after we recorded last week, just hurrying, building, working on this and that. We've... Oh, man, we've been going 100 miles an hour here kind of behind the scenes at the podcast, getting ready for some really big stuff. And so I had pushed that, and then I was, you know, I made the mistake of, ooh, all the ESCs are here for the, you know, all my Scorpion ESCs are here. I'm going to pull all of them off of all my helis and do it all at the same time. You dummy, don't do that. Do them one at a time so that you can always go out and fly if you want and you don't get to it. Well, I kind of backed myself in a corner there. So Saturday was, dude, it was just bad. My kid's plane got all twigged out. <laughs> almost So that almost crashed. The generator wasn't running right. And then during an update, a firmware update, which was the last thing I had to do on one, I think it was on the DFC, I turned around real quick to uh, talk to Auden and unplugged the battery during the middle of the firmware update. 
Well, and that's a, you know, it's a really tough one because like with EC5s, it takes a fair amount to get them plugged all the way in and unplug mm-hmm. them. So generally when I'm doing bench setup for safety purposes, I just plug them in enough to where they stay together. And that's so that if I do have something spool up or start spinning when I don't want it to, I can just reach over, grab and yank, and it'll come out. I mean, very easily. Yep. If they're plugged all the way in and you grab and yank, you're going to actually hold the pack and throw the helicopter, yeah. which, which is now spinning and then still probably won't unplug. Yeah, it's still plugged just, in. Yeah, which would just be bad. After, let's see, two hours out at still at the field, I did manage to get it unbricked. There is a kind of a backdoor procedure in the Scorpion software that you have to do it a lot differently, but you can load up firmware when there's nothing on there. I mean, it was so bricked, it didn't even recognize it as a speed controller when I plugged it in. <laughs> <laughs> like, no beeps, no nothing. It was bad. So I finally got in, I think about three, four, somewhere like that, flights at the, at the end of that. Yeah, I think you like, said four. Yeah. For four hours out at the field. I mean, oh, That doesn't make me feel so bad anymore. No, it was That's rough, bad. man. I mean, yeah. just, it was one of those days, you know, where just nothing, nothing goes right for you. The difference I'm learning now is that with the trailer, it, it almost makes it more worth it for me to stick it out. You know what I mean? Like if it's, if I'm having a problem, oh crap, I forgot to do this. Well, uh, screw it, you know. I have a place to come in, sit down, kind of relax. Uh, I'm finding myself not calling it quits and just going home. I'm actually just sitting down for a half an hour and fixing whatever the problem is, you know, or even an hour, mm-hmm. actually just fixing it. And because if hmm. once I leave to go home, I'm not coming back that same day, even though it's yeah. only 15 minutes away. It's just out of principle. But <laughs> with the trailer, it's not that big of a deal. So. I'm glad I stuck it out. I'm glad I got all that on there. Yeah, and then, so let's see. This week I got those receiver batteries in. Uh, i got to give a huge shout-out to Horizon Hobby. I called them up Monday morning to talk about Auden's little plane, and they were just freaking Johnny on the spot. Uh, we figured out what was going on with it. They sent me out a replacement part. That, I mean, immediately. One phone call, 10 minutes, that was it. Showed up today. Nice is customer service. service. That's That's fast too, dude. Oh, it was uh, the most, uh, just the most awesome experience. And it's cool. You know, I'm, I can't reveal everything yet because we've still got some more announcements that are going to have to wait just a little bit. But I have had this whole week has been just a real pleasure for me. Uh, You know, you, you meet, incredible people in this hobby and it's so awesome to surround yourself and to be involved with the good ones you know what i mean there's a lot of d-bags out there and we talk about that a lot but there's also a lot of really really cool people and great businesses Mm -hmm. and it's just been i've been very happy this week to be surrounded with those and you know to do business with those those kind of companies. But I'm going to fly tomorrow. Oh, man, am I going to fly tomorrow? I got an E700 that needs to get made. Oh, nice. And dudes, okay, uh, quickly, weights. 
like actual how much does your helicopter weigh? Mm-hmm. Are you freaking kidding me? This is ridiculous. Across the span of four 700 size electrics, my heaviest being 12.24 pounds, I think, which was the 700EX. Yep, which that's not, mm-hmm. that's not like heavy by any means. I would no. say that's a, almost kind of standard now. Down to the Raptor at 11.19 pounds. <laughs> oh, that to me is freaking wow. crazy. And, and that's with packs you, and everything, dude. The whole meal deal. Same. Uh, so I've got the Maxwell motor in there, which is actually a little bit heavier than a 4525 or 4526. It's just a tad. I mean, like 10 grams or something, 15 grams. And I'm running the same speed controllers, the Scorpion Opto 130s, all the way across. Same fly barless unit. The pack weights are very, very similar. The actual batteries, you know, it's different with a tray. But this thing is just, it's very lightweight and borderline dainty. I, I'm. It's like a hmm. nitro. It is. It's just so yeah. That's like nitro weight, minimal and light. And and I did learn. Thank you to I can't even remember who it was now. So I apologize for not remembering your name. One of our listeners uh, saw the picture and was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, you can't run seven hundreds on that heli with one fifteens on the tail. <laughs> it will hit." Oh. That would have been bad to find out. Yes, it would. (laughs) That would have sucked to find that out the hard way. (laughs) Thank you very much to that listener. Uh, So I ended up swapping some blades around, and I'm going to run, for now, I'm going to run the Radix uh, V2, fly barless blades, the 690s on there with 115s. Because the tail ratio is only like 4.2, I do believe, 4.2 and change. So... For me and my head speed, which I'll fly it at probably 1950 to 1980, um, it's it's gonna I'm gonna want 115s. I just know that. Well, plus with it being that light, dude. I mean, seriously, anything bigger than 690s, and it's gonna be floaty as hell. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious. I might end up like. Uh, you, know, you, you got might... any 680s? <laughs> you you want to well, you want to dremel off a few millimeters uh, uh, on the on the radixes? What I might end up doing is going with a lot larger, like a twenty one hundred milliamp receiver pack, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool oh, because then well, I could and just like fly what we were talking day. about earlier in the week, this is a situation where you can't just get the disc loading you're looking for out of length, now you're probably going to want to play with cord width as well. That yep. solidity concept that we discussed a few episodes ago. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's going to be very interesting. I was shocked to see that I did get uh, same combination, 4526 and the, and the 130 on the blade, uh, 700X, and that's sitting at 11.49 pounds. So not that far off. Very lightweight. And I'm super excited to fly that because the last time I flew it uh, with the 160, the Castle 160 on there, and the BEC, mm-hmm. it was sitting right at 12 pounds. So half pound lighter. Uh, and that's, yeah, I think that's going to be cool. Cool to see the difference. So I'm excited. That's it. 
Cool. Sweet. So that leaves Does that leave me? That leaves me. Justin. I actually had a really good heli week this week. Hmm. I got out last Sunday, got some flights in then. It was uh, it was about as cold. Well, actually, you know what? I don't think it's quite as cold as Jesse. You said 28, Jesse. I think we were in the 30s. We had a little bit of a wind going, but we also had the fog. Down here mm. in Seattle, we get the same sort of thing, that thick, heavy fog where it's just, oh, it, yeah. it blankets everything. So yep. I got a decent number of flights in last week. I think I was only out there for two-ish hours, and I think I got about eight or 10, but there were people out there with me. So I was chatting and hanging out. No big deal. Uh, I am absolutely enjoying this rave. I know I keep saying that, but I flew the rave more than I flew either of the goblins uh, last Sunday. I mean, I just, everything about it. I love the power delivery. I love the nitro sound, the smoke, the smell, the heli itself flies awesome. I mean, I was I was out there flying it all the way up to the point where it was so dark, I could barely even see the helicopter. So <laughs> I am just it's been a blast. The the newly rebuilt YS 91 3DS is pulling like crazy and it's still slobbery rich, which is something that I love about this engine and that I've never experienced with OS before is that you can run it just barely leaner than factory like break-in settings and it still feels like a freaking monster so spent probably two or three flights just working on basics you know we talked last week uh, at last week's show about all the different basic maneuvers and going back to basics and trying different directions and so i i sort of took that to heart and spent some time doing some low and slow circuits i spent two or three tanks just on tiktoks they still suck, but they're better than they <laughs> sucked before, which is always a good thing. Spent spent some time on the Goblin 800. Here's the thing with the 800. I don't really want to touch the 700 after I fly the 800. It's beginning to be a bit of a problem. I went out today as well because it's my off Friday. I flew the crap out of the Rave, flew the crap out of the Goblin 800, the Goblin 700 sat there. I mean, I didn't even unfold the blades, and I was there all day. Ooh. Part of it is I'm still tuning the the 800. It's not, it doesn't tune quite as easily as a 700 or as the 700s I've flown, I've found, mainly because of the head speed ranges that I get wobble in. So I got to be careful there, but I found a couple of them that I think I really like. They range between about, 1500 and 1700 right around there i've got one up at 1820 and that's just crazy uh but what i did today it last week i just messed with head gain to get the gain uh nailed perfectly in the tail as well today i played with different blades because you know last week when i was flying it on the 813s yeah i don't know it 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 the 813s are nice, but they feel a little floaty, a little heavy feeling as well, even at the higher head speeds. Switching out to the Edge 753s makes a huge difference. The heli feels a whole heck of a lot more agile for the same settings. Switching up from there to the SAB 770s sucks. 
those blades are worthless. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I've heard rumors that the new Goblin 770 competition comes with new 770 blades. They've got like a silver paint or something, and it's supposed to be better. But the old white paint blades are just ugh, just not not my cup of tea. So if anyone wants a set of uh, SAB 770s, hit me up, Justin at RCLENation.com. Justin, so yeah, so it's, it sounds like the, uh, the Goblin 800 kind of, for the time being at least, replace the Goblin 700, but there's still a spot for You don't see the Nitro going anywhere, right? They're two oh, totally no, different dude. machines. No way. The Nitro, is that thing, right now, that's my go-to heli. I've yeah, burnt, yeah. get this. Now, this isn't going to be impressive to you, Dan, because you're just a freak. But I've burnt two gallons of Nitro this week. Oh. That's pretty good for me. That's, I mean, that's, that's, bad. that's, that's, that's moving, cool. man. Between Sunday and today, two gallons of nitro. Nice. I mean, that's enough to the point where I got to think far enough to head ahead to bring an extra gallon with me when I go to yeah. the field now. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, Jesse, I mean, one of the things that I like the best about the rave is and it's always been this way with a nitro bird, at least in the 700 class, is how well it autos. You know, you you get rid of all that fuel. You only got a couple of ounces left at the end of the flight. It's super light. It's super floaty. You don't have to get aggressive with the controls to bring it down quick to build head speed because it can literally just sit there level and float for a minute or more. (laughs) Enough to start getting uh, uh, maybe some inverted ones in there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can do inverted. They end up being a little bumpy. As Dan found out when we first Jack him had a fun fly together. Yes, Jack the jackhammer. Absolutely. Come on. But but the thing is, I, I you know all of Jack-a-ma? the autos I've been doing Jackamama. I'll 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 wait. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you guys done? Well, I think Jack- there was even some Come skids on. sacrificed to the jackhammer. There was. Oh dude. There there, there were definitely some <laughs> there, skids. Before you go on, there's one little story. I, you guys, I know Nick remembers this at Othello. I think it was May last year when they were doing the auto contest and Justin was coming down inverted. Dude, he's coming. He's <laughs> So, like, when I come in for an inverted auto, you know, I got the nose down. I mean, we are basically, we're, we're not stalling the blades, but I am going for you, vertical descent speed. You don't let it hover in one place, right? No. So no, that would okay. be what we call a floating auto. Floating autos are, generally speaking, done upright <laughs> all the way down to the ground. Justin decides to do a floating auto inverted. I, I oh, he commits. not. <laughs> down to, I mean, at like 20 feet. And the blades are just thump, thump, thump. And everyone in the crowd goes, oh, damn. <laughs> I just remember. I remember. I remember. Nick. He's flying it around like a friggin' circuit. They're twenty feet with the. I was because I re- I remember. I'm like, well, it came. It came from my. I was autoing from my right side, and as it's coming closer, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I got enough head speed. Oh crap, I'm gonna overshoot the target. <laughs> Right so well, what's my natural instinct? Okay, here we're we're gonna we're gonna do a, a once around and try this again. <laughs> we're not gonna bail. We're not going to bail. That wouldn't be entertaining. What would be entertaining is to let the thing float 
past you and the target, and then while it's still inverted, come around in inverted forward flight and flip, <laughs> flip a Yui, okay, <laughs> and try to nail the target. Stop and grab a sandwich on the way around because yeah. it was coming down that slow. And it fell from about 10 feet with a No head thunk. speed. No head speed. <laughs> yes, just... but it landed. How close did it land to the target? It wasn't that bad. It really I think was it not. was actually my closest. And I just remember Nick was standing right yeah, next to me. I don't remember me, that part. And he said, he, he was like, Justin, what in the hell are you doing? And, and it's not like we were, <laughs> it's not like we were like close enough to like where Justin was like standing next to us. I mean, we were quite a ways back. And, uh, and I just yelled it out mid autumn. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I know. That's what friends are uh, for. Hey, right it, there. it, it, it probably could have gone differently if I had thought it through, but it was good for entertainment value. I'm okay. I'm not too proud to admit that. Oh, man, it was. I cannot oh, wait. Good. I can't wait. Oh, dude, it'll be a blast again next time, except I'll actually land it better. I promise. I miss doing autos. I have not uh, gathered the cojones to try autos with the new radio yet. You'll get there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You just gotta, you just gotta do. It. I enjoy hit my autos hole. every Look, flight. The thing I've noticed is, is I'm, man, I'm struggling with that thing because I literally go into vapor lock way more than is comfortable. I don't keep you on the edge. I just, yeah, I'm not not having a good time with it. Makes oh. you feel alive. <laughs> it's like it's coming <laughs> at me and like, okay, I need to turn. Okay, turn. How do I turn? <laughs> Pull this. Why is it not moving? And it's like, it's just like, climb and make it look like you were doing this shit on purpose. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'll get it. So is that it, well, guys? Is, uh, got now, else? now, yeah, now that you're done jumping back to, to what Dan was doing, oh. I'll, I'll just... I'll just finish uh, one or two more statements here. You, you see how I did that, Dan? I see how you, you had that nice butt hurt sound. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to get some emotion out there ever <laughs> so often, right? Your agony sustains me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's okay. <laughs> At least it sustains someone. Yeah, so other than that this week, it's been a lot uh, of behind the scenes stuff working nick and i have been working a couple of late nights actually to get some stuff put together that you guys will eventually find out about you guys the listeners not you guys dan and jesse because i think you guys <laughs> surprise <know. laughs> surprise yeah exactly uh... oh you mean you didn't hear <laughs> <laughs> and then one really exciting thing that i think we'll talk about during the news segment so stay tuned for that sweet so that's it. Everybody's uh, everybody's had a turn. Nice. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe we should go into some news. What do you think? I think that's probably pretty good. Do it. You know what's awesome, guys? Is being able to run the same brand of battery for all my RC needs. I'm able to put a Gen Zace battery in my transmitter, on my multi-rotor, Use them for receiver packs, and then of course, my main flight batteries for my electric helis. This guarantees a high level of performance that I can count on day after day. 
which is very important when we have so much money wrapped up into this hobby. So the next time you need batteries, head on over to hobbyparts.com and pick up a set of Gen's Ace batteries. Alrighty guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got for news, Nick? So you guys happen to remember this flybarless system that was called the Micro Beast? I do, yeah. Maybe? Mm-hmm. I got a couple. Way I got back. five yeah, of them. It's very that little orange thing? Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple. Five. That's I, close. I got five of them, yeah. <laughs> um, they actually made a new one. Believe it or not, they, they haven't been completely dormant. So this is the Micro Beast Plus. It looks like a uh, much portlier version of the original one, sitting a fair amount taller. Uh, wh- what this has got in it is a pretty hefty, pretty hefty duty like servo bus in there. With this is kind of you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the AR seventy one hundred R's. Where oh, you can yeah. plug your battery, you know, your EC3 mm-hmm. or your Deans or whatever, right into there. And then it has the yep. whole safe switch built into the unit. Mm-hmm. Well, they did that. They also changed uh, the three sensors that were in there. And now it's uh, six. So they have regular, like, uh, you know, gyro sensors. And then they've got three additional accelerometers in there as well. Oh, now, they, they do have accelerometers? They do. Yes. Oh, wow. Now, there hasn't been an announcement on what those are for yet. All they've really pushed so far is this whole, you know, safe switch, heavy-duty version, blah, blah, blah. But they did, you know, they did mention that these um, the sensors are definitely different. Uh, my guess is, well, I mean, I don't think it's a real huge, you know, Huge secret that they've got to get some sort of a bailout thing going in here. That's what everyone's yeah. using accelerometers for. That, you know, whether it will have a governor or not, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they well, got... Didn't they, didn't they release a governor update for the old No, that's model? actually for Wasn't the 7200 BX. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the I, original Beast So I would assume that there's something in this one then. But I, I guess we'll have to see. I would think so. But yeah, I, to the best of my knowledge, the original Beast X does not support the Nitro Guff, but the 7200 BX yeah, I think, does. Yeah, I think you're right. So I, I would hope that they would do that with this one. I mean, I like the theory of it. Dude, I I would kill for my flybarless units to have a feature like this to where I could just plug in the pack and not have to make, you know, yeah. all those little the jumper wires and splitter bl- and yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I I I might miss a little bit just you know, landing, walking up to the helicopter, pulling the little plastic screwdriver off my helico- off my transmitter and being able to change a couple quick parameters that I know are going to, you know, make the heli fly better right oh, away. Yeah. I don't have to I don't have to pull a USB cable out, hook it up to a computer. <laughs> yep. Just well, walk out you there know and what, turn though? a couple dials. What is is markedly absent in all of the description here is that they fixed the tail. Yeah. That's I, that's really all I care about on the Beast X. I'm sure that, yep. you know, the the cyclic is fine right now with all the different updates they've made, but that tail just blows. I was looking for the word shitesen. <laughs> so that I, I knew that if I saw that word, that I knew that there was a tail update. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and the other thing that's interesting, Nick, you were focusing mostly on the, the MicroBeast Plus HD with, you know, the heavy duty with the switchable high power stuff. Mm-hmm. But they just have a normal MicroBeast Plus that is it looks like the old unit. Yep. And the only thing I can tell is that it has the updated sensors. Yeah. In it. It doesn't say anything else. It, it does it's say the that. double decker. These new sensors are insensitive to typical vibrations of a model helicopter. But let's face it, the Beast X, even in its original form, was pretty damn insensitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any, I don't see any satellite ports, you know, Xbox nope. ports, nothing. So that means, you know, are, are we seriously still going with an external receiver on a, on a full-size spectrum radio system? What's the price, though? Of course, we never do see the left side of the unit. Oh, now, hold on. It does say Spectrum Remote Receiver with an asterisk. Yeah, I bet you that asterisk is single one, like it used to be. Yeah, where you have to get the adapter that plugs into one of the channels. Yeah, I'm not sure on the price point. Did you see it somewhere? I didn't. I did not either. I mean, dude, they got a lot of of work if they're going to play catch-up. Yeah, I mean, even if it comes with a governor and the eventual inclusion of a bailout, I mean, look at the icon. Yeah. Right? Congratulations. You're yeah. now caught up to icon a year ago. Except you don't have <laughs> except you don't have satellite capability. Yeah. I mean, full-size satellite capability cuz the original Beastex, they didn't recommend you using the one satellite at anything greater than a 450 or a 500. Yeah. Well, Well, we'll see. We will see. Miniature Aircraft put out uh, a helical gear conversion set available for the original version one with Plash Electric. So, um, as obviously most people know now, Justin and I work with them. We kind of went through, and that was something that was of concern uh, to get upgraded into helical. So, this kit includes a new motor mount. Um, a, a carbon fiber side plate that's basically kind of used like a template. You bolt it up there. Um, you will kind of grind out uh, all of the preset gear mesh holes that were before is all slotted now. And then you're going to get the new upgraded sprag cup and helical pinion that's all pressed together in one piece. And just to clear it up, this is not the term, quote unquote, new sprag cup was cut. Ca- kind of thrown around on the forums a bit. The original Sprag Cup that when the Whiplash came out was uh, a plastic cage of that same old design. Then they did do an upgraded metal cage version of it. And that's what a lot of people were thinking was the new Sprag Cup. But it's not. This is a completely different style Sprag. Um, So it'll come with that and uh, helical aluminum uh, Teflon impregnated anodized tail drive gear tail drive yep yeah so that's all in that kit for 155 so oh and the main gear excuse me obviously the the uh 117 <laughs> if memory serves me right 117 tooth 12 tooth yep pinion. 20 degree helical main gear so that will um get your old whiplash all upgraded to helical and if you have nice not, and quiet oh if you have <laughs> not heard Oh, dude, it is the yes. quietest heli you will hear. I've We've heard that statement a lot, that it is the quietest gear, like gear-driven 
Ellie out there, and it is very quiet. Damn sexy gear train, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Might be kind of I partial. Don't know. Yeah, whoever uh, whoever came up with that, props. Yeah. Uh, all right, so XSC this year, um, uh, the dates have been announced. We've got June 13th to 15th of 2014. Again, it's at the, the AMA, National Flying Site in Muncie, Indiana. They've changed the format a little bit. So last year, there was two four-minute flights. One had known maneuvers and one without, and both of them were choreographed to music. This year, they've switched it up a little bit. They're going three three-minute flights, and then one is known maneuvers with no music. The second one is freestyle choreographed with music. And the third is just flat out smack. And this is like Beat it. Yeah. Beat that monkey. <laughs> just <laughs> fly to impress the judges, whatever you gotta do, and it can be flown with or without. And the reason they did this is it should give more flexibility to the competitors, you know, and the and the winner will actually be the person who can do all three of those flights correctly, not just the one guy that comes out there with one flight worth of parlor tricks. Yeah, I really like this change up, dude, because I feel like the winner will be the most well-rounded pilot. And that's that's how it should be. It's not the guy, you know, it's not like just because you can smack or just because you can do all technical doesn't necessarily mean that you're the most skilled. Yeah, but if you can do them all and throw some music in there, (laughs) you you win. I dig it. Dude, I yeah. dig it. I think it'll be great. There's um, going to be some great flights. <laughs> yeah. So Who's doing a walk-on? A walk? Oh, that's Dan. Dan, you're going to try it again Dan. this year? This time it's not on our fun flight. You no, know, look, here's here's the deal. I'm actually uh, I'm boycotting because the subjective nature of the judging rubs me the wrong way. Yeah? So I'm going to boycott. Okay. <laughs> You don't think they they give proper consideration to people I, with knobs? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm afraid it's more of a popularity contest than an actual skill contest. So I'm, yeah, why bother? To, yeah, I agree. You wouldn't want to support that. I, yeah, I can't. I'm I'm gonna let I don't know Jamie Robertson or Nick Maxwell. I'm just gonna let them have it this year. Yeah, they're used to the popularity. Yeah. Be the bigger man, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a young man's game. <laughs> so we've got an official recall out here um and this is like an official official type thing united states consumer product safety commission i have never oh. yeah whoa in our hobby in our hobby wtf have, yeah uh this is for the blade 500x bind and fly and the blade 500 3d ready to fly and bind and fly um, it looks as though the tail grips, uh, I, I'll read the, the actual hazard here. The tail rotor grip used for securing the tail rotor blade to the tail rotor hub can separate and release from the helicopter, posing a risk of a crash and injury hazard. No bueno. Wow. Yeah, no hmm. bueno. How did I don't that know. make the big boys radar? You know, I don't know because it it actually... Made a point, and God, where at on this sheet? Let's see. Uh, so they're like the number of units. They're calling it about nineteen hundred and eighty of them in the U.S. 
and about 200 of them in Canada. It's interesting because there's an in incidents and injuries category, and there's supposedly none. Hmm. Yeah. So it must have just been happening enough to the point where it's been reported. Yeah. Can and companies volunteer uh, to have that? I hi, I, I'm sure they yes. could, but I'm, well, I'm sure they do. Here's the deal. I mean, does it does it not give them, I don't know, a perception of we're absolutely conscious and want to do everything we can? Yeah. And here's I an example so, of us yeah. doing that by volunteering this recall. Well, truthfully, I mean, it does them no good with all of the limelight they've been getting of late to to try to sweep something like this under the rug, exactly. especially if someone were to get hurt. I mean, I can understand why a company yeah. wouldn't want that to happen, but if they know it's happening and and if they volunteered, it's it's like uh, they're appeasing the the higher power. Should something mm -hmm. bad happen, they're like, hey, look, we we complied, we volunteered, uh, and we really want this situation to be resolved. No. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's cool. A and, PR standpoint. I mean, let's also be realistic, too. Horizons, uh, if something were to happen, someone could definitely go after them and probably get something out of them. Yeah. So I, I don't blame them at all for, for handling it this way or, or doing it. So, yes. If you and have it's speculation, of course. We don't know if that's, that's yeah, what happened. No. Check this out. It says consumers should stop using this product unless otherwise instructed it is illegal to resell or attempt to resell a recalled consumer product. Wow. I didn't know that. I did not know that So either. for those of you out there that have a 500X or a 503D, I would not be posting those up on the forums. Unless it had the new updated piece. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and you'd have to follow this link in the show notes. And it will give you the details about the specific model numbers. Thank God it's Horizon, though. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Because it's like... They'll take care of it. Exactly. You know that they're going to take care of it, which is cool. I mean, can you imagine if this was a line? Oh, never Damn. mind, man. Yeah, good luck. Uh, go <laughs> buy upgrade part, you know, K643 <laughs> Alpha Odo, and then everything will be okay. And, oh, you have to buy it, though. No, they would sell it as like a super performance boosting yeah. awesome thing. V seven. V seven. Mandatory. Yeah. Mandatory V seven. All right. So Spectrum um has come out with the new DX six. So we're kind of going backwards in naming, but packing some of the same features into a smaller uh, not a physically smaller transmitter, but one with less chance. Lower model. Yeah, lower model. Um, the, the, this one is out at two twenty nine ninety nine, so very reasonable. It's got three model types, voice alerts, 250 model memory, wireless trainer link, which I think is really cool, and the telemetry. So it Yeah, this is the, kind of like the DX9 with three fewer yeah. channels. Yep, and three the, fewer channels. The switches, there's there's no knob. It doesn't have, like, the dial adjustment knob. Right. And then I do believe, the, uh, to the best of my knowledge, the gimbals are not going to be the same gimbals. Yeah, uh, the full ball bearing. Yeah. That yeah. sort of well, a deal. And the, the wireless trainer link is really cool because most likely the people, you know, buying, getting into the hobby, buying this transmitter, are probably going to want to use the buddy box feature. So... 
Yeah. That's, that's really cool that that's included on this model of transmitter. I, I mean, dude, DX9s, uh, uh, you know, that was going to be, uh, I've been looking at getting a, a spectrum transmitter, you know, on this plane, we've just got a DX6i and I wanted mm-hmm. to have uh, one with the wireless anyway. DX9 would be awesome, but I mean, that's a pretty good price on this one too. So exactly, it this just be wary of the voice. It's really annoying. I was gonna say, does it still have that cream? Oh, dude, (laughs) there's a guy at our field that has a DX9, and I am so sick and tired of hearing that stupid radio. Can't you turn it off though? Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't. Well, you could turn him off. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. I did not say on. I said off. There's a big thank difference. you. Thank you for making know. that I, distinction. I noticed a lot of people were were commenting on your two's Facebook post. I'm not sure. Did you? Oh, by the way, thanks yeah, a lot. I know. Seriously, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> I was don't having like know. a you know uh, thanks to my bro moment. I thought it'd be nice, post it up, get props where props were due, and now all of a sudden like. Ten minutes later, I prefer Wiener, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <So>. exactly. <laughs> I don't even think it took ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Not well, that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if one really wanted to. It's an equal I'm not going to comment on this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to move us to the next news arm. I'm out. I'm out. Well, that is, that's all I got for news. <laughs> I got a couple pieces of news here. So following the Blade news, it looks like Blade has a couple new helis that are being announced. We have the Blade 300 CFX and the Blade 200 SRX. So to me the the Blade 300 it kind of looks like it looks like it's it's been inspired by the 700X. Uh, they point out here mostly by the servo geometry. You got you know carbon fiber frames, full CNC aluminum rotor head um, on the 300X, and then looking at or CFX, and then looking at the 200 SRX. One thing that sticks out as me is it has this technology that they're calling safe technology with panic in a helicopter. And from the description, what it looks like is you hit this panic button. And it automatically pulls this heli into level flight. Like a bailout. It's got a bailout. Like a bailout. A built-in bailout. Built right in. So wow. Man, that they are that just is pretty cool. And on <laughs> they a are moving pitch. fast. It's fixed pitch, right? No. The No, uh, no, no. The two hundred is no is it? The two it says Oh, you're right, Nick. You're right. Wow, you did your you did your news homework. Yeah, that's we right. didn't. I just skipped uh. to the cool features. Yeah, <laughs> it's fixed pitch. Fixed like, pitch fly barless skip that, design. Skip that. Skip. Oh, panic button. That's cool. That's what I read. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm with you, Jesse. <laughs> what? Okay. It seems to me like uh, screw the coax stuff. Yeah, that's like is... ultimate trainer right there. That's it right there. There's your first helicopter. Yeah. Wow. I like the look of the 300 CFX, though. Dude, that though. thing is pimp. Dude, it, it really is. It looks awesome. It's like a little miniature. It's 700X. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, let's see, does it say blade size? Yeah, they're like two, uh, oh, I'm not even going to say because I don't remember. 
It's, Hold on, I'm clicking the link to the product page. Get, I know get it, it says Get here. it right. Yeah. I'm going to get it right. That's why I shut up this time. <laughs> we'll just take a little extra time and make sure we got our facts down here. It uses... We don't need no stinking 3S, facts. 3S power, okay? And it runs 245 millimeter rotor blade length. Nice. And so this is like... kind of like a... Like a, well, like a 300. Like, not a 250. It's like a 250 plus. Yeah, and it looks like the 200 SRX is 185 millimeters. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, this, I could see the 300 CFX being sort of like the first serious hobbyist's heli that someone gets into. Over a 450? I would. Mm hmm. I would, dude, because the 450, the (laughs) 450, buy a 700. (laughs) Well, okay, hold on now. Let's, let's talk about this selling price, 400 bucks. Yeah. Bind and fly. Bring up for the 200. So you're, you're someone that's starting your, your, yourself out in the hobby. You're moving up the line of blade helis from the little micros or maybe even this 200 X fix pitch deal. And you can, you, you get done with that and you can do one of two things. You go with a true 450, like a T-Rex or a Warp, which is easily going to set you back eight or 900 bucks if you do it right. Or you go with a little bit smaller of a heli and you're buying them fly for 400 bucks. It's all carbon fiber. It's a driven tail. It's a metal rotor head. It's got the 7200 BX which can then be used in your next helicopter. I, it's a no-brainer to me, dude. No, I, yeah, I guess I guess most of it depends on where you're at with your flying with yeah. your flying capabilities. What I mean, I wouldn't go um, from a 450 to this just to try it, but if <laughs> I was a beginner, it makes a lot of sense, I think. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah, well, fair. Well, we got the the 200 SRX coming in at 259.99. That's not bad. Oh at all. wow, that's, that's a, really that's nice, dude. What, what that's size the price of the one fifty. Like what size blades does the one fifty run? Is that? I are think they about one fifty. What? Yeah. Okay, so this is one eighty five. So a little bigger with Got a bailout. Safe technology, but yep. fixed pitch, not collective. Yeah, that's but true. But fixed pitch. Hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. Every time I think about buying a Go small blade. helicopter. It ends up being a disappointment. Well, that's why I stay away from them, too. Not me. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> yep. How are you liking that? And that's uh, going. That's treating you well. That nano, it? huh? Uh, I absolutely destroyed uh, it the uh, other day. But, uh, <laughs> no. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, is getting, uh, it is getting torn apart as we speak to get the brushless motor put in nice take them back nice. out and hammered on again hmm. so there that it go. jesse that's it i think justin's got some news doesn't he i do i've got some news this is this is actually really exciting news i'm super psyched about it must be dark news. uh well let's see how it goes you tell me at the end okay so 
we know that in the last couple of months, there's been a pretty decent increase in the interest in speed helis, right? Going mainstream with speed helis. SAB released the Goblin Speed a few months back. You know, we saw a, a huge increase in the number of speed helis and people entering the speed competition at Urcha and some of the other big name competitions last year. And also, I have in the past episodes expressed interest in getting into speed helis eventually. Well, we've gotten a, a number of listeners who have expressed interest as well in speed stuff, especially since the Goblin Speed has been released and been made available to the masses. And so, thank you to Chris Treby and Bert Kammerer for working with us on getting the Goblin Speed as a review heli for the podcast. Oh, Dang. Yes. You guys are freaking awesome. I've been working with them for the last little bit here. We've had a whole plan. It's been it's been a vision that's been we've been working on for probably I'd say the last 2 months now. And basically what we're going to do here starting next week, we're going to have a I'm not going to say who it is, but we're going to have a speed heli person. A lot of people will probably know him. He's over in the UK and he competes and plays in the speed arena on the European side. He's going to be on for an interview and we're going to start to get a feel for, you know, intro to speed helis. What are the rules? What, how does it differ from a regular heli? That sort of a thing. And then as the weeks progress, uh, I'm going to be doing the review on the Goblin Speed airframe. And I'm going to keep you guys up to speed every, you know, every episode or so, five or ten minutes talk on what the next step is in the build, what I'm considering for power systems, so on and so forth. And then the end will be the full on review that will be audio and published on the website. I was I just I'm just curious, Jesse and Nick, when when Justin said five or ten minutes, did you guys automatically recalculate that in your head to yeah. J- JST time? Yep, yeah, to Justin standard time. <laughs> All right. So five, 10 so what's minutes. five or 10 minutes is like 20 or it's like 30, 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. 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 That's all right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm super psyched. I think there are going to be a lot of listeners out there that'll be excited. Even if you weren't even planning on getting into speed, but you've just had some questions tune in over the next couple of shows. We're going to, we're going to take the mystery out of it. And again, thank you a ton more than we can thank verbally chris treby burt camera sab heli direct you guys are awesome and uh we'll see i got the shipping notification a couple of days ago should be in the mail here in the next week very nice i think it's cool i've never i've just been so intrigued by them but wouldn't even have a clue where to start yeah, it's uh, you know, I've been starting to do my research now that everything's coming together, Nick, and I'll be honest, it's it's a different world and there's definitely potential to nerd out. <laughs> so Justin's in so your game. That's you Justin's just game. wait. <laughs> Any chance to nerd out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's big news, man. That, that's exciting news. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. So is that it? Anybody else uh, got any? more news well i guess we'll wrap the news up then 
This week's news, guys, has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. This is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure. Or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry. And I break a part, or two, on my precious heli. That is when I need HeliPros.com to come through for me, because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly, so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, HeliPros fly hard because HeliPros has the parts. Yes. Jesse uh, posted a few pictures on Facebook recently. Uh, I oh, think yeah. he's, he's kind of getting into the fact that his 7HV is starting to look a lot like it did when it was new. A lot of... Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I'm fine. <laughs> It's finally starting to come back. It's like, oh, yeah, this this part is shiny. <laughs> Humpty so. Compass sat on the wall. Humpty Compass. Yeah. Didn't have hey, a fall. You know, that, there's something to be said about that, though, for how many flights are on that thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not complaining. But I finally, well, it, it, I did not plan to go into as much depth as I did with my winter maintenance. But due to finding a couple parts that needed to be replaced... The heli required much more teardown than I had originally thought. So <laughs> I, originally I was just, you know, let's just tear this thing down, give a you know general bearing check. Not Probably not flying this weekend, so what the heck. First thing I go to do, I pull the blades off, and then I go to slide the main shaft out and take the main gear out. Well, the main shaft will not budge up, down. I can't get it to twist out of the one-way hub i can't i just can't get it to move oh crap has become one and yes the screw was taken out so there's no screw <laughs> no screwing for jesse so, no nope and uh so you know first i tried just using some force flip the heli over and tried just beating it out hammer you know <laughs> pretty much just sheer force i was like this this thing's coming out eventually Notice he goes I got to, to the, the sheer point. force first Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there was only so much I could do by hand. You this know, they thing make lotion. For that. I'm like, they, no way. <laughs> you send me a send me a link. <laughs> I got shit, dude. I'll give you some of my personal supply. I do not even want to touch that. <laughs> Complete with I'll the pay, glove. I'll pay for new. <laughs> <laughs> so, it it finally got to a point where I didn't. I really didn't want to, you know, put any more force on this. So I started tearing the heli down. Took. Basically, the whole entire frame apart um, got to where it was just the main bearing blocks, dremeled the main shaft in half, and then, you know, pulled it out of the bearing blocks and then tapped the one-way sleeve and the main shaft apart. And what had happened was they had started to rust together. And I guess that starts to happen after a couple thousand flights. Apparently that that is apparently that's something you got to look out for. There was no more coating on the uh, main shaft in that location. I've never changed the main shaft in this heli. I've never bent it in all the crashes. Um, so this is still the original main shaft Isn't and that original insane? one-way sleeve. That is that's crazy. Because you've joined um, that. Fair I, it has at times. least eight eight or ten crashes on it. 
Not How one is that possible? I've, I've never done a main shaft or a feathering shaft on that heli. Because, Justin, no one crashes like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like a uh, pro, except, uh, you know, with the extra crashes and stuff. Thanks. <laughs> so after after I got all that apart, I ended up, you know, ordering a new one-way sleeve. And I already had a new main shaft on hand. So got the order in, and I'm sitting there looking at the heli going... Crap, I'm really about two dozen screws away from having every screw torn out of this friggin' heli. So I might as well make good on my winter cleaning and, you know, go ahead and grab a towel, get out the mothers, get out a little buffer pad on the Dremel, get some uh, isopropanol alcohol (laughs) in a dish, start cleaning off screws and parts, and about uh, ten hours later... I have what I would consider pretty much a brand new 7HV. <laughs> um, you would be amazed at, well, I'm sure if you crash a lot and you tear the frames down regularly, there is grease just everywhere, you know, even for an electric heli, because I still use the TriFlow Clear Synthetic uh, grease on the main gear, and then um, the TriFlow uh, oil just on the tail rod and the tail output shaft, so... You, you know, you couple all that with a ton of flights, that basically just ends up everywhere in between your frames. And it takes a long, long time to get all those parts cleaned up and polished up looking like new. But I, I just finished it about five minutes before we started recording this episode. So <laughs> the, uh, the 7HV is put all back together. And I was really happy that other than the one-way sleeve... I only had to replace one main shaft bearing that was just a little bit notchy. Um, so while I had it apart, just threw a new one in there. Um, other than that, though, I was I was really surprised there was nothing else, you know, weird or odd that needed to be replaced that, you know, had just worn out just due to the sheer number of flights that was on the airframe. I've never um, heard of anyone rusting a main shaft to the one-way sleeve. Yeah, I guess usually I mean, I've you, had you change those weird. out. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it, the whiplash had a real like when you crashed, it would snap the it would snap the Jesus bolt and then just like mm-hmm. weld itself. Oh, to the dude, no, I, I do don't remind that. me. And that was one of those like why I should not be replacing this part or even like yep. where the original version before we did the updated one. Um, it was a- aluminum on the top and bottom, and just strictly flying it over time would wear the hub against the bearing. And so you'd go to pull the It's like all of a sudden you got some slap in the main shaft up and down. You're like, oh, that's kind of weird. I thought I had this all adjusted up because it's adjustable. Well, you pull mm-hmm. it out, and the top of the hub is like wore at this just really screwy shape, and it's because it's like being sucked up inside the bearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots of weird wear problems. Lots. Yeah. It's just weird once you get to that, you know, past 100, past 200, past 300 flights, stuff starts wearing out that you just don't really expect. <laughs> yeah. And it's and like I'd never see the thing is, I just went out and flew this last weekend and if it flew great because, I mean, they're supposed to be connected and they were <laughs> they were connected, those two parts. So if I wouldn't have been trying to tear it down. I don't even know if I would have noticed this until I did go to tear it down, just because it's all hidden in there. You can't see any of it. 
until yeah. the parts are all the way separated. So just one of those things I wouldn't check for. Yeah. So did you find any um, any fasteners that should have been there but weren't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can just picture us sitting at Dieter's house. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Wow, that's a sloppy head on there. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Where's all the Wait. bolts? Where's all the Isn't bolts? We might some, be missing a few fasteners. <laughs> did you uh, relink? No, that, that did not happen. And He's... no, I did not relink. Um, so I, I only put the the seven H the new conventional style head on the 7HV a couple hundred flights ago. And I have really good luck with the compass link. So definitely not time to change those out yet. Because I did relink when I put that head on. Or it came with new links, so I just used those. And those are still going good. Last summer, I relinked about every two months. Welcome to a line, baby. <laughs> yeah. I got to do the debts. I think that's about the only thing on the DFC. Oh, that and, and pinion support bearings. Those are still... Um, you know, I, I kind of did a little bit of a different trick this time. I'm actually completely compressing on that helicopter as an experiment. I've completely compressed the spring washers within the motor. So I undid the set screw on the motor shaft, put the entire motor together, snap ring on, and then actually went and pressed it together tighter to take all of that spring load out and then tighten the set screw back down. And actually, believe it or not, green Loctited the inner race of the bearings to the shaft and did the same thing on the pinion support. And I'm at 100 flights, about 100 flights on that now, and it's still going really good. Is that with oiling the motor bearings as well? No. Nope. Or are you just leaving them? Nope. No oiling? No. Yeah, see, I, I just did I the same exact thing. Help. Uh, you know, but I, just, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I just did the same exact thing on my motor because what I had found was, so I tore the motor apart in the 7HV while I had it all taken apart, that the bearings were, it looked like they had just started to to spin on the motor shaft. There was nothing there that you could actually feel, but you could see that it was a little bit different, like it was just starting to wear. So I am actually trying the same exact thing Nick is. And yeah, I took all the slop out of the motor or all the vertical play. And then green Loctited them. So now, it, you know, it kind of, I mean, the bearings were perfect. They were, they were not notchy at all. Definitely not time to replace them. Um, so I figured, what the heck, I'll give this a try. Um, worst case, I do a motor shaft and bearings, but that's the same boat I would have been in anyways. So interested yeah. to see how it goes as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm tearing my compass apart as well. I haven't found anything weird like that. I just... Am replacing most of the bearings on principle. I figured it's it's broken down anyway. Why not? I do had a I did have a couple of notchy bearings. One main shaft bearing, one of the the tail case side bearings, mm-hmm. and my uh, my thrust bearings are wearing a little bit. But other than that, not too bad. However, Dan, I share something in common with you. Yeah. Yep. I had two missing bolts on the gasser. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Huh. Well, now hold on a second. Surprising though. Hold on a sec. Let's be clear here. (laughs) One of them wasn't entirely missing. (laughs) One of them, the head had just snapped off. Oh. 
Yeah. So still not doing it anything because there's no head on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't completely missing. <laughs> just to be clear. All right. So it was I had one and a half bolts missing. How about that? One and a half. That makes it that makes it better. Yep. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to see what uh what I'm going to be looking at uh, when I go tomorrow to check out oh dude the bits and pieces of my nitro that's desperately needing nitros oh, are I the can worst only imagine how dirty the, that all those parts are going to oh, be it's going to be a mess it's going to be I mean mess. nitros greasy are the worst and dirty and nasty align nitros have this like uh, Apparently, mm. there's some chemical reaction between <laughs> nitro oil and aligned plastic links where it, it like, accelerates the wear times yeah. 10. Yeah. 30 flights later, it's about ready to fall off. Be prepared for lots of time just cleaning because, I mean, we've worked on helis enough that the actual building doesn't take that long. I pr- it probably took me about, I would say, 8 to 10 hours to tear literally every screw out clean every part and put it back together in probably at least five to seven minutes. So guys, got a question for you. Where is your one-stop shop for high-powered motors, upgrade performance parts, and of course, some sexy bling for nearly any model of heli? Definitely kdedirect.com. That's right. So whether you want to turn your heli into a performance machine or you just want it to stand out a little bit, visit kdedirect.com for all your upgrade needs. Welcome, guys, to the first ever. I don't even know what we're going to call this. We haven't really come up with a clever name, but I will tell you this little quiz show is brought to you by Elite Performance RC in Florida. His URL, Mike or uh, David uh, Wars, his name. If you wanted to give him a shout out, maybe check out his shop. It's uh, www.eliteperformance or elite-performancefl.com. Dave, thank you so much for sponsoring this experiment, <laughs> for lack of better words. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So we have our first contestant with us. It's uh, Mike. Mike Darcy, right? That's right, Mike Darcy. So, so here we go. Uh, I kind of I I called uh, Mike earlier. Kind of went over the basic structure of what we're going to do. So he's aware of the format in that. What he's going to do is he's going to pick between Nick, Justin, and Jesse, and he's going to kind of go head to head with these guys to see who can get the most points out of ten questions. Each correct question gives you one point. I haven't. I wasn't quite sure, guys. Uh, how do we want to do this? Who who should we have go first? What do you think? What do you guys think? Oh, doesn't he can pick? Yeah, he gets to choose. All he's right. the he's the yeah. guest. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. So, Mike, who's it going to be, man? So my uh, my picking for each question. You, no, you're the, you're the picking you're picking for who you're going to go up against first, and the then entire. you're going to pick who gets to go first. You or whoever you pick. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Nick here. I don't know. I can't go against the rocket scientist. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I feel right. like that might keep me safe for a long time. Okay, so yeah. what we're gonna do now is you get a pick. If you want to go first, or if you want Nick to go first, I'll go. Sure. 
Okay, Nick. Um, honor system here. I'm going to have you pull okay. off your headset, turn your speakers down so you can't hear what's going on. Okay. I will send you a text when we're ready to rock again, okay? Okay. Sounds good. So Nick is going to be AFK for a moment. I'll see you guys in a bit. Justin, you know what that means, right? AFK, <laughs> BRB, so, OMG. Jesse, can you do me a favor while we're doing WTF. this and get ready to, uh, to send Nick a text? Yep. <laughs> so here's, here's, the, here's the breakdown here. I'm going to read a question. After the, I'm done reading the question, you're going to have five seconds to answer. I'm going to simply count to five in my head, and I'm going to go make some kind of a buzzer sound because that's how high-tech we are here. Oh, this should be good. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to see how well I can maintain and count to five. Are you ready? Go for it. All right, man. Here we go. Question number one. A well-known dog or hardware for your motor shaft? A well-known dog. Beep. Oh. What? A well-known dog or hardware for your motor shaft. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> well, and you don't get it. You don't get a point for that one. Don't get it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Now, Question. what are we going to do? Are we telling answers only after everyone goes? Well, How since, is this going to work? Since Nick is away, we might as well. We might as well, since he's not listening. Um, Pinion. Pinion. Ah, gee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number two. Uh-huh. Okay, you're, you're doing well. Zero for zero so far. <laughs> yeah, 0 for 1. <laughs> okay, here we go. Motor KV times voltage divided by your gear ratio is the equation for what? Head speed. Very good. So someone keeps score for me, so I don't have to do that. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. at it. Okay, so you, for a softball. <laughs> you've got one right and one wrong. We're doing well here. Okay, question number three. Who won the first one competition? Uh, Beep. Uh, Kyle Dahl. Nope. Go with him. Good guess, but not, not the right answer. Bobby Watts. Uh. Okay, question number four. You ready for this one? They're going to start getting yep. a little harder. You getting nervous? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number four. What does the acronym I-R-C-H-A stand for? The International Radio Control Helicopter Association. Ding, ding, ding. Got it. Woohoo! All right. So where are we at? Where are we at score-wise, guys? Two and two? Two points. Okay, here's one. Number five. If you're flying a funnel in the UK, what might a local spectator call it? Pie dish. Very good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. We're going to start getting a little more technical. You ready? When we talk games, the letters P-I-D are used. What do each of those letters represent? Uh, proportional integral derivative. Oh, man. Nice. Very Sweet, good. dude. Got it. You're on a roll, Bonanza. dude. Four. Four points. <laughs> okay, number seven. What two components are not present in a no bar? 
a fly bar or a uh, fly barless system. Neither. I think we're going to give you that one. I said uh, fly bar or electric electrical stabilization. So that uh, pretty much. What do you guys think? That that's that's yeah, yeah. you know that works. Yeah, that's yep, it. that does it. Five points. All right, number eight. This one is a softball. Okay, you ready for this one? Yeah, what is the most count. commonly used color thread lock in an RC heli build? Blue. <sighs> Medium. Softball. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number nine. Two 6S 1P 1800 milliamp batteries at full cell charge running in series gives you what voltage and what capacity? Uh. 1800 milliamps at uh, 4S, which is uh, T. You guys want to give this one a go? I, that was a lot to even remember. I yeah, know, I didn't right? even That's remember that. That's the yeah. Point. Is it 26S in series, 1800, 1800 milliamps? So it's, it's at full 50. charge. 4. It's 50.4 volts at 1800. 1800 milliamps. That's right. Oh, man. I thought you said 2S. Two, two you got to listen, man. You got to listen. Here we go. Skype. Here we go. Skype. <laughs> Number 10. So we just talked about those two 6S1P batteries. Take those same two batteries just mentioned, run them in parallel, discharge them to 3.7 volts per cell. What is the voltage? 20, uh, yeah, 22.2. Oh, right on the line. Nailed. All right, those weren't so All hard, right, really. seven points, dude. Seven points. Someone wanted... Not, not, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Not bad That's at pretty all. pretty good. <laughs> I have a feeling Nick's going to nail these, though. So go ahead and someone uh, call Nick back in. Uh, sounds good. I don't know. I think I think the... Do, do I get to stick around and heckle? Oh, yeah, you get to stick around and heckle. All right, <laughs> I'm stretched. I'm ready. Nick's back. I've been stretching. <laughs> so, Nick, before we start this, do you want to know what um, what we ended up with? Yeah, pressure. Nope. You don't you want don't to know, know what, what Mike got? Nope. Can we tell you anyways? <laughs> we can. <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna. So remember, no. Nick, here's what's on the line. Okay. Your ego. Uh, which is high priority. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you lose, Mike gets a hat and a $50 gift certificate from Elite Performance RC in Florida. Both? Both. Both. Now, he, if you... Yeah, oh. dude. Yeah, we're hooking him up. If he, if he loses, if he, he loses, still gets a hat. Yeah. He still gets a hat? Still gets a hat. So if, he, if you lose, we get to ridicule you <laughs> for the next month. I don't think And if will. you win, we get to wait until next week to ridicule you when someone else calls you up. <laughs> okay, here we go. Are you ready, I, Nick? I am. I'm sort of. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number right, one. Let's do it. Okay. A well-known dog or hardware on your motor shaft. Beep. Oh, yeah. God, Nick and Jesse got this one right away. See, I didn't Justin, get that one or Justin and Jesse. Yeah. Pinion. Pinion, okay. dude. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> yes. yes. All right, Nick, here we go. Number two. Sorry, Pinion. <laughs> Motor KV times voltage divided by your gear ratio is the equation for what? Head speed. Nice. One point. Number three. Who won the first one competition? Ah, my man Bobby Watts. There you go. Nick's on a roll. You're getting 
Get nervous, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hackle, Mike. Hackle. Come hackle. on, man. <laughs> All right, number four. What does the acronym IRCHA stand for? International Remote Controlled Helicopter Association. Right on the line. You got it. Damn, dude. Remote or radio, dude? You're... Yeah. He, yeah, I thought it was, wasn't it radio? International Radio Control. Isn't that what he said? No, what you said? No, he no, said, I remote. said remote. Oh, it's not remote? Oh, it's not. No, dude. It's not. I... It's radio. It is radio. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yep. <sighs> High game, dude. See, I was, I'm on your side, Nick. I was trying to help you. So out. he's only got, Jesse, am I right here? He's got two points. Yeah, and we're on question five. 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 Yep. Okay. All right. Question number five, Nick. All right. If you are flying a funnel in the UK, what might a local spectator call it? Hmm. Thigh dish. There you go. Got okay. It. Three My points. UK peeps. Whoop, whoop. Mm, boy, <laughs> number six. When we talk gains, the letters PID are used. What do each of those letters represent? Proportional, integral, and derivative. I don't know why, but I thought both of you guys were going to get that one wrong. What? No, dude, seriously? Oh, dude. No way. <laughs> Thanks. Still tied. Still tied. Still tied. What two components are not present in a no bar? A fly bar and a fly barless system. Very good. Yep. Damn it, I Five don't have any tiebreakers. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are killing me. All right, well, num- <laughs> number eight. Okay. This is a softball, dude. What is the most commonly used color thread lock in an RC heli build? Blue. Very good. <laughs> and if you're Justin Nunn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, screw you. But no color. Okay, question number nine. Okay. Two 6S, 1P, 1800 milliamp batteries at full cell charge running in series gives you what voltage and what capacity? 50.4 volts at 1600 milliamp. You must have misheard nope. what I said. I, Just like I did. Yeah, well, Mike did too, dude. That's true. That's the thing. <laughs> Sorry. 6S1P, six, six eh. 1,800 milliamp. God, oh, gee, who runs 1,800s? What eh. kind of cockamamie pack is that? <laughs> it's, the, it's the one we <laughs> yeah, decided to pick. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number 10. Okay. Take those... Same two batteries just mentioned. Run them in parallel. Discharge to 3.7 volts per cell. What's the voltage? Uh, 22.2 volts. We got a tie, don't we? Oh, dude. Seven to seven. What the hell are we going to do now? I was not prepared for it. You don't have like (laughs) another question? I did. I didn't think we were going to have a tie. Here. Here's what we'll do. Trivia (laughs) questions. Oh, that's right. That was the rule, right? That's if right. we tied, then we went to like pop culture pop trivia. Pop culture. Dude, I swear to God, if you ask me any okay, hang on. rock, I'm going to kick you in the junk. I, I've got, I, I think I've got one here. Question number one. This river with a short name is the longest river in Italy, flowing 400 miles from Torino towards Venice. What is the river's name? Uh... No idea. I don't know Italian rivers. <laughs> the Po River. Oh, man. Yeah. No chance. Okay. Question number two. How many Californias could fit inside Alaska? Around two, 
four or six? Go with the middle, four. Yep. Around four. Woo! In nice. fact, 3.6. There's, there's one point. Okay. Linked with the northern part of the Greek mainland by the Isthmus of Corinth, what is the name for the peninsula which forms the southern part of Greece? Uh, the Aegean hey. Peninsula, making that up. <laughs> nope. Uh, the Peloponnesos. These are uh, these are tough. These are tough questions. Yeah. These are really tough. Okay, uh, question number four. Can you name any three of the six countries which border Libya? Uh, Tunisia, Egypt. He got two, Egypt well, and keep, Tunisia. Keep, keep going, man. That's all right. If you can give us the other one, we'll give oh, it to you. Uh, yeah. Egypt, Tunisia, and Sudan. Yep. You got it. Damn. Yeah, we'll be sure to not let, we'll let Nick not have a time limit on that question. So we got to remember that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So five questions, right? We've got one One more more. to go. Here we go. Identify three South American countries whose names begin with A, B, and C. Uh, Bolivia, Chile, uh, was it for A? You said I'm not. Yep. I'm not doing a timer this one. Uh, I'm just going to let you go for it. Uh, I'm blanking on the oh uh no on the mountains. That's not a country. Uh, within reason. Oh, oh, uh, within reason. No, I'm not going to use a timer. Nothing. 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 That's okay, it. Argentina would have worked. Argentina, damn. All right, let's bring Nick yep. back. So we got two out of five. Okay, so uh, you got two out of five. Dude, that's awesome. That awesome. I'm not sure I would have gotten two out yeah. of five. Mm-mm. Those are rough. Those are good dude, questions. Are you guys making out or what? And we're going to do the same Seriously. questions for Nick. Same questions for yeah. Nick. <laughs> All right, Nick. I recorded my other podcast <laughs> during this break. <laughs> I so, feel like there's cheating involved here. <laughs> You are going to feel so, that way in about he, three minutes. Yeah. yeah. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, we had to improvise. We had to improvise. We originally chose, Mike originally chose TV. That site didn't work all that well. So his oh. second choice was geography. Oh, God. Send geography trivia. Are you ready? You get, <laughs> you get five questions. <laughs> you get five questions. And there are two of them, the last two, that you don't have a time limit within reason on. Yep. So, Nick, five geography questions. Here is question number one. Okay. This river with a short name is the longest river in Italy, flowing 400 miles from Torino towards Venice. What is its name? Uh, False. (laughs) (laughs) the po river po river rivers in who doesn't know that all right question number two how many californias could fit inside alaska around two four or six four yep very good there you go okay so he's got one on the board. Now this one, Nick, you don't there's no timer on this this No, question. this one there is a timer oh, because it? it's just a yeah, it's oh, a it's single the, answer. It's the last two, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Three, linked with the northern part of the Greek mainland by the Isthmus of Corinth, what is the name for the peninsula which forms the southern part of Greece? I just find it funny you said Isthmus. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a clue. Uh, is this the real question? <laughs> Peloponnesos. <laughs> the Isthmus. Is this a real question? Okay, let's do it. Okay, number four. No this time. one's one of the two that you have no reasonable time limit. Yeah, reasonable. Okay. Can you name any three of the six countries which border Libya? Oh, uh, Egypt. Uh, uh, t- 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 no, that, that's all I can remember. Yeah, that's it. That's all I can that's remember. It? One starts with a T. <laughs> yep. Okay, are you over? You're done? That's your final answer? Yep. You yep. did get Egypt. It's It's Egypt, Tunisia, Algeria, Niger, Chad, Sudan. I knew there was something. Mike's ahead. Great. Hell yeah. Okay, okay, you got one more question. Here right. is the last one. Another another one with no time limit within reason. Here we go. Okay. Identify three South American countries whose names begin with A, B, and C. Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile. <laughs> Oh, oh, damn it. Double tie. So we've got a tie. Again. Did I get? Is Bolivia serious? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the only country yeah. I could Bolivia, think of. Bolivia, Brazil with could have worked as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that one. All right. We got to rethink how we're going to do this. This could go on all night. In your game. Okay. Um, we, might, we, could God, do, we, we could do math trivia. We, yeah. We might have to just like give him a T-shirt and then have him back after a couple <laughs> months for a rematch when we're a little more prepared. Or what we could maybe do. it's like the uh, the casino man. Uh, the house loses the tie. That's exactly what I was just going to say. That's the way it works. Woo-hoo! Yeah, the house loses the tie. You know what? Because if we did any more questions on geography, <laughs> I I would lose. Like I like definitely. that rule. House loses the tie. I like that. I think that's fair. For sure. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Let's do it. There you go, dude. So congratulations. That's congrats, $50. Mike. Fifty dollars. Yeah. Again, awesome. Let's. Uh, big thanks to Dave War down at Elite-PerformanceFL.com. Thank you, dude, for donating a fifty dollars gift certificate. We're going to be sending it out a hat, so we're going to let you go, but do not hang up because we need to get your shipping information. Congratulations, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Sure. Get some new shoes from a heli. All right. Thanks. See you. Bye. Great work on the show. (laughs) There's no question that Power Lab and iCharger are the top of the food chain when it comes to chargers, and choosing which one is not an easy task. What is easy is choosing where to buy them when you're ready to pull the trigger. With their knowledgeable sales staff and industry-leading customer support, choosing Progressive RC for all your charging needs is the easiest decision you can make. 
www.progressiverc.com. Ah, yes, the Almighty Well, you know, I've been I've been wanting to bring this up, actually, for uh, what about three weeks now. But it's kind of a delicate subject, and I wanted to make sure that the time was kind of right. And, you know, what sparked it was an event that I saw. Uh, and then with some other recent events, it was kind of like, okay, now you just have to do it. You know, when it's just it's just too much. There is something in this hobby that is kind of a voodoo to talk about, but that's what we do. So we are going to talk about it. The progression from you're just an average pilot at the field. You're just Joe Schmo. You fly to have fun to wanting to become uh, involved in the hobby. And, and I'm not just talking, you know, flying with your friends at a field, but I mean in, in being involved in the hobby. Maybe it's nationwide, maybe, you know, countrywide or worldwide uh, with, with companies, sponsorships, rep deals or something. Uh, I think almost every single person will come across a time in that transition or in that stage that was very unexpected, and you end up in some pretty good-sized drama. Yeah. Would you guys agree with that? I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. I almost feel like it's inevitable. I mean, there are rare cases. Uh, uh, Jesse, actually. I don't think you've been stuck into nothing, have you? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I I think I've been one of the fortunate ones when it comes to yeah. this topic. But um, now would you say that that's pretty rare? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Definitely. I mean, I, I thought about this a lot. And, you know, there was an incident that comes up. It's like all of a sudden now you're out in the limelight. And when you say what you might have said and joked around and done what you might have done with your buddies out at the field... People see it, and there is this, it is just a very rude awakening um, (laughs) for pilots that they don't realize, unfortunately, how drama-filled the higher end of this hobby is. How much douchebaggery circulates (laughs) around on a regular basis. And this is a hot point for me, man. I will say that even if you're not, you know, even if I wasn't directly involved in it or had anything specific happen to me, you still become very, very aware of it. Oh, yeah. Like (laughs) you still learn about it, even if you're not drug (laughs) into a situation. So, yeah, it's and, you know, the reason that I wanted to bring it up was to not, you know, throw people under the bus, not be like, oh, well, that guy, he's not what you think. Or, oh, no, that guy, he's not what you think. I wanted to bring it up because. This can, you're going to, I want, I want you to prepare for it because I, you're going to go through it. It's going to happen. And this can be extremely blindsiding and very disheartening because you're still in that spot, you know, mentally where you just, you kill the fly. This hobby is like, it's everything from you. You get your first rep deal and you are on cloud nine. (laughs) I mean, Ooh, yeah, buddy. Now I can show all my buddies out at the field. Life is good. Everything's great. And then something happens, and it can literally almost, if you let it, 
completely pull you out of the hobby because you're just so distraught over it. I mean, am I am I way off? Uh-uh. Nope. It's like getting sucker punched right in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just keeping it just keeping it real. Dick punch. Uh, you yeah. know, I I got to I got to say it, dude. Yep. I am um, not one for drama and childish, immature BS like that, but for some reason, and I don't know that it's necessarily just this hobby, but we seem to have a lot of them in this hobby. Yep. Uh, they just love to pick up on that crap. Yeah, it's. I think it's just that it's such a small hobby that everyone kind of gets to know everyone and and it's inevitable we are for the most part we are it's like you're going to try and put a hobby with 50 year old men and 15 year old boys together and then throw a planker in there and yeah and then <laughs> expect them to go to the same event and and get along you know what i mean it's it's absolutely impossible or go throw them all in a forum and have them get along. But it can be, you know, it can be really, really tough and, and really, I don't know, I really don't know how to put it into words. It's very disheartening. It's it's horrible. You have that first run-in with someone and it just, it totally consumes the hobby for you. And now all of a sudden you're finding yourself spending hours and hours every single day you know, just like totally engulfed in negativity. Yeah. And it's like, this guy is just an absolute prick. And I can't believe, oh, this, and I would never fly. Oh, that guy's on that team. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, whoa. and you know, what, what do you expect when you get as deep into a hobby as a lot of us do? I mean, when you get that involved and it really is sort of all encompassing, because that, I mean, that's really what it is, right? We eat, sleep, and breathe helicopters. Yeah. And and then out of nowhere, something like this happens, and it's just like, whoa, uh, now what am I supposed to do? Because every time I eat, sleep, and breathe a helicopter, it aggravates the hell out of me because <laughs> of this incident that just happened. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, I mean, thoughts do cross your mind like, yeah, I'm done. I'm just going to yep. take a break. Or, boy, it would be nice to just sort of disappear for a while and some mm. of us do disappear for a while yeah uh, dan you <laughs> that's you are probably the the pinnacle of the explanation here <laughs> i mean where it uh, well i mean it do, we don't need to relive the whole thing but mentally uh give me a quick rundown well of you know where it was where you were at before during and after well the thing of it is is you start something with very altruistic motives at least in your in your mind that's that's what you're thinking and, and and i think on a really basic level with the exception of one or two of those people out there in the hobby who we know don't think that way um you know you you create something or you you do something uh, whether it's being a rep or starting a podcast and your your motives in your mind are are pretty pure. I mean, it's not a, it's not a monetary driven project. 
for reps, it's never a monetary driven pro- uh, um, project. And so, you know, you go about your, your business and something happens and all of a sudden you start these, you know, you talked about the negativity and it just, it's so becomes so overwhelming that you just can't, you, you just can't grasp the fact that people are saying things and they don't, they don't, and you're like, what? you you cannot rationalize it. And it really becomes defeating because in your mind, you're just like, I just wanted to do this because, you know, it's something that I love. Uh, I'm not going to make any money off of it. So I don't understand why I'm being portrayed this way or, or why do these people think this way about me? And, and it's, it's, um, you get to a point where if it's thick enough, the easiest solution is to just be done with it. And, that that's a hard that's a hard transition, especially when you're really into something or you really have a passion for something. Yeah, you know that you would consider leaving it because of a perception, a false perception, of strangers. It's a tough. It's a tough one. I mean, I eventually, thank God, made my way back into the hobby, but I was gone. I left. I had my my hobby trailer with 14 helicopters-ish. Don't remember the exact number, but it was fairly high amount in helicopters at the time. They sat out there for a da- for almost a year, untouched. Did not walk into that trailer one time. No interest. What do you guys think is the best way? Jesse, you're probably the best example of this because you're the only one that hasn't gotten sucked into something. Uh, what do you think the best way is to... Be aware of it, but stay out of it. Um, I would have to say, I I think one of the main things is when you feel something like that coming on, or you know that there could be a potential problem. I don't think it's unreasonable to kind of go offline because I think a lot of these problems happen social media, forums, Facebook, you know, all these posts. I think. The, the best solution could just be do your own thing. I mean, get back to just flying at your field with your buddies or by yourself, whichever that is, and kind of just let all that, you know, the social media drama go for a little bit. Dude, I think that's... That's like, key. <laughs> that get, is, get, get back to just flying the helicopter. Yeah, put your phone down. Put your iPad yeah. down. Stop looking your, at Facebook or the forums. And just go fly. And stay out. And let it, because it'll all go by. <laughs> yeah, because that's does. that's probably not what got you into the hobby in the first place. Was the you know Facebook Bingo. or the forums? That's what the hobby became for you as you progressed through the hobby. So just get back to what got you into the hobby. That's flying helicopters. Yeah. And these people, they just it, you know one reply from you, it's you know it, it's very unfortunate, but it seems like some of the individuals that have been in this hobby for a long time. They've gotten out of the hobby all that they can get out. Maybe they're washed up. Maybe they're bitter. Maybe they're just a peckerhead. I mean, <laughs> for More whatever often reason, than not, that's the case. Yeah. But they, this is what, they don't live for flying anymore. They live for, the for this, to start yep. this, to fuel it, to twist it, to turn it, to turn 
get you to turn into a person that you're not and play along with them because they want someone to play with. And, dude, that right there, I hadn't even thought of that. But now that you say it, there's there's no question. Yeah. They're the people in high school that I hated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I don't take this crap lightly. I'm, no, I'm oh, keeping quiet because drama is not my freaking thing. No, but we've both been sucked into it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the best advice I can give is just, yes, like you said, Jesse, take a step back. But how about when you do see stuff, resist the urge? Oh, yeah. It's not going to do anything. No. I mean, how many times, and, and I know all four of us have felt this way, how many times have you looked at a post or a thread or a Facebook wall post or, you know, anything and said, oh, man, I could just roast the hell out of that guy yeah. right now. Yep. And you don't because it's not going to get you anything. You you really you know? can't teach stupid. I mean, you, no, you, you can't. You can't. So don't even bother. Because they'll just, and then you, you just won't win. Them. Yeah, you won't win. You can't. <laughs> you, not win. you can't reason with unreasonable nope. people. But damn, you're gonna try sometimes. I mean, it's, maybe <laughs> if I just punch the keys harder, he'll get it. Cap he's, lock. And, and lock. here's the Cap thing: <laughs> stupid people are really good at being stupid. <laughs> because that's what, what they, they are. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to win that battle. No. You will end up looking like more of a D-bag than the stupid dude is. So to recover, you know, I, w- I don't want to drag this out too long, and, and I'm not going to talk about these specific events, despite what a couple people think that I wanted to, by the way. It, you know, to recover from it, go back to what you got into this hobby for, but keep your head up. You're the person that you were before. You dropped your guard you let someone, you know, rattle you and, and maybe suck you into a spot that you know you shouldn't have been in or whatever. Or maybe you just flat out made a mistake. Apologize for your mistake or redirect your friends. Pick new people that you want to hang out with in the hobby or, or, or whatever. But don't look back. Don't let it drag you down. This hobby changes literally by the day. One day's news is gone and forgotten. <laughs> don't worry about it just be there'll be another set of dramas that come yeah. to, to make whatever you're dealing with uh, absolutely the one thing that i've drawn that i've gathered that i've learned i think the most is you know there there are people out there that just thrive on this on this stuff and and you know there's there's a lot of jealousy out there and people sometimes get threatened by by what you're doing regardless of who you are you know, because if you know, I mean, if you know you're hanging around your friends, people know what kind of person you are. And you you deal with this stuff, and, and no matter what you do, there's somebody that's either going to be threatened by what you're doing or jealous of what you're doing. And th- those are the people that will do and say anything to drag you down to where they are. And the best thing to do is just ignore it. Maybe giggle with your friends with it. There's a lot of giggling amongst the four of us. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. It's petty. We as a group and and you as a, a listener who is maybe experiencing something like this, 
I mean, you, you and your friends know what's up, and that's really all that matters. Yep. It really doesn't matter what some keyboard commando says. It means nothing. And until you meet someone in person, uh, just wait to hold judgment. You can sit there and type back and forth all day long, but man. Oh, dude, it's so easy to misinterpret text. Yeah. Just, yep. Jesse said it. Close your keyboard. Just close it just down. Put it away. Go put back it away. Out. Grab a transmitter. Yep. Go back out. I have some <laughs> some news. Can you can you do that again? No, Come one time on. thing. It was a one time like, thing, Dan. Like, it's always. A I'm gonna cut it. Always a one time. I'm gonna cut it. Keep her smiling and play it like five times. <laughs> yeah, great. Now I stutter. Justin has a list, but I stutter. That's right. <laughs> oh man! Modulate Jesse's voice. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jesse has high. Hey guys, <laughs> yeah, Jesse. All right, so here we go. We have been wanting to do something like this for a while, and actually, this this was done back. Was it was it in version one point Dan? Version one point from the very beginning. Um, just a quick. Those of you who've been listening from the beginning can remember we before we even released a show. We started a campaign that simply said, are you a citizen? And that ran for a month, and it really grew some curiousness. So this is different than that. I just wanted to give that. Now, Nick, go ahead and tell everybody the big news. Yeah. Unfortunately, we couldn't tie them together. There was just data-wise, there was no way to do it. So um, if if, if you're going, oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, sorry, you're going to have to start over. Um, (laughs) What we have done. Is we are creating a membership. Now, this membership is a a little bit different than anything that we've done. You're actually going to become, if you wish, a registered citizen of the nation. Uh, It's something we've always joked about, you know, under everyone's under the nation together. (laughs) Well, how cool would it be to actually have a citizen number? Now, these numbers are sequential. This is a first-come, first-served basis. So whoever listens to this show, when you hear this, at some point during this week uh, is when that will pop up. You can see the teaser up live. on the website right now. That will change over, and you can actually, you can actually register. Uh, obviously, dude... Lower numbers are cooler. It's bragging. It's bragging rights. I want a low number. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not the whole point of it. The point of it is that we have always been about giving back, right? It's like, let's give back as much as we can. Let's do as much as we can, uh, reach as many people as we possibly can, but give back as much as, you know, that that just, yeah, that we can. So what this is going to allow us to do... as a registered citizen, you are going to definitely get some special privileges. This is going to be an ever-molding and changing thing. These are just some of the things that we that sparked the whole idea. Fun flies. Anytime you go to a fun fly and we are there, show us that registered citizen card, which, by the way, you'll hop on the website, you'll go on, you'll fill out your information. We're not... I mean, all we're talking about is that's all we need is your name and then obviously somewhere to ship it, but it'll be through PayPal. 
So we get your name. We're going to get you an actual registered citizen card with your number on it. It's like a hard plastic credit card style. You show us that card at a fun fly, you'll get 20% off all the apparel. Hats, hoodies, shirts, whatever. What this also does is it gives us a method for like doing official, real, honest, genuine giveaways. So we're going to actually have a whole special giveaway section just for registered citizens. These are not going to be small. If I was, um, let's see, what rhymes with uh, kit and kind of sounds like kit? Kit? Oh, yeah. Okay. So kits, I mean, I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> like, that's something that might come to mind. If you, if we see your citizen number on your canopy in Facebook pictures, forum pictures, you're going to get put into uh, a drawing for some giveaway items. If we see your citizen number in your forum signatures on other forums, not our forum, because that's yeah, that doesn't count, but other forums. We don't need RCHN, just nothing. All it is, citizen number, this. We're going to jot down that information, do the giveaway, and this way we have, we can look up, oh, citizen number, blah, blah, blah. Boom, your, inf- your name's right there. Oh, it's so-and-so. We contact you. Hey, guess what? You didn't do a lily freaking thing, and you just won this. And what it does is it's, it's you help us grow, which then in turn allows us to do more, to give more back to you guys as a way to say thank you. It's just like this, it, this going to be this ever-molding thing. I'm really, really excited about this because this is just the beginning. I mean, it's just the beginning. And the cool part is that we're not being like, we're not going to do the whole, okay, well, we're going to set aside the first hundred numbers and then, you know, we'll save those for pros. I think we are at, Justin? Ten. That's it. That's it. The the uh, yeah the first listener that signs up once this goes live sometime next week will get number eleven. <laughs> One behind the people who on a weekly basis help make this happen. Yep, that's cool stuff. That is really that's cool. Awesome. Stuff. Get so in what will be because it be, is cool to have a small number. Absolutely, it's not. I cool mean, to have I've small seen entire conversations. That's, yeah, that's the only thing that's cool to have small. But um, <laughs> the crash one, count. <laughs> you know, the, I I love this kind of stuff because what in my mind what this does, and I was so excited when Nick brought this to my attention, and, and as much I think I was as excited as he was surprised <laughs> that we actually had had tried this or had, had done this with the first version. And it was very successful for the first version. I remember back in the old days, you could go to any forum and you would see signatures. And we didn't even suggest this, but people started putting, and those of you who have been around a while, um, you will remember, you would see at the bottom of people's signatures, it would just say citizen number whatever, you know, 700. The cool thing about it is it's it's not intrusive for forums. You know, you're not... You're just, it's just your way to show your support for, for what we do. But, but for us, it's a direct line 
to those people who truly do support us weekly. Mm-hmm. And, and it allows us to to really focus, not that we don't appreciate listeners who will choose not to do this. We do. We absolutely do. Oh, but yeah. we have an appreciation for those people that just day, you know, week in, every episode, they're waiting for it. They're listening to it right away, and they just are waiting for the next Monday to, to roll around to get another episode. It's our way to to completely involve these people in exclusives, giveaways, that just allow us to say, you know what, dude, thank you yeah. for your support. You've done so much for what we do. This is our way of saying, man, thank you. Just what can I say? This Here you go. We We are honored to give you this whatever we have at that particular moment in time. Yep. And here, thank you. This is for you. I love it. I love those kind of things. Yeah, the way we've got it set up, uh it's you you'll just you'll hop onto the forum. Or I mean hop onto the website. There'll be a link there. It's gonna take you to the page to put in your information. It's ten bucks. It's a one time deal. You know, we lifetime. discussed yeah, lifetime. Like one time deal. You pay ten bucks that number's yours forever till the till this whole thing burns to the ground. It's still yours. Um, it's, you can keep it. You, you can still keep it. There. <laughs> no one will know what it is, but no. damn it, it's still yours. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no renewal. There's no nothing at this. It's just ten bucks. It covers our cut. I mean, you know, we're getting all these cards made. We're gonna get them all mailed out to you. A nice little letter and everything. And uh, you know, if you need to get one. Uh, replaced, you know, don't worry about it. Just shoot us an email, something like that. But it, it's cool. It's just, it's such an awesome thing to be able to, you know, to to both spread what we're doing and to grow bigger, but to also band together, I, I mean, as a nation of people who enjoy this hobby. And it's it's everyone. You could end up having a... Lower number than than Joe Schmo Pro and be like, yeah, you thought you're cool. How about this? You know. So uh, yeah, we're excited. It's gonna and be for you old neat. guys out there, this will be a lot like your old um, Red Ring Red Rider decoder ring. You remember back in the day when you have your little code decipher, listen to the radio show. Yeah, it's a lot like that. Uh, dude, little... that's like super old school. <laughs> hey, I'm old. You know, I'm an old man. What can I say? It, any type of organization that you get involved with when they do something like this, it, it, it turns into that. A lot of people don't know that I, I grew up skydiving. That was, a, that was a family sport, and it was pretty much rubbed in my face on a semi-daily basis that my dad's license number was uh, 2616. He told me that all the time. I'd go ask him a question, and he'd be like, yeah, what was your number? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So he was the 2,616th person in the world to get this high-class rating, and mine was 22,822. So I was like 20,000 people later. And, and it was just kind of a joke that we had all the time ongoing. But it's the same concept. It's something to, you know, when this grows, it's huge. I, I want them in the thousands, in the tens of thousands. And then for you to be able to kick back and be like, dude, I got 23. Where are you at? <laughs> and let's be honest here. Let's be brutally honest. When you go to a fun fly and you go to the registration counter and you sign your name 
and you put your AMA number, come on. You you kind of quickly scan it. Oh yeah. Yes, dude. I was just going to say I've <laughs> seen arguments break out over AMA and Urcha numbers. Yeah. Seriously. It's the same deal. So we just, you know, we didn't, A, our, our most awesome of all web guys, Larry, who thank you so much, Larry, for helping us organize and put all this together. He's like the coolest dude ever. We did not want to burden him with when the website crashes, if we all told you one time, because uh, we're actually really nervous about that. So when the show comes out, just start looking, and we're going to do it randomly, and that is for no other reason than to try and kind of make everything equal, give credit to the people who really you know, keep track of us on a daily basis, and cut a little slack to poor Larry. <laughs> Larry, you are the yeah. man. Larry Rock. Seriously. And, you know, we should mention, too, that this this uh, application, uh, plug-in for, you know, whatever they call it in the computer world, This Larry did this by hand. I mean, he wrote this. This is his – I mean, that's a lot of work, and we appreciate it, Larry. You you um, you put so much time into what we do here and got to – you know, we try to help you out whenever we can, and it's just minimal compared to what you do for us, and thank you. So much for all the hard work that you do for us, man. I'm jeez. I mean, we it's got to awesome. announce that we got to announce a freaking goblin speed. Got all it. right. Hey, without uh, giving anything away, we've got a few more big announcements coming up in the next few weeks too. Don't we? We do. do. Yeah. Yeah. Little it's teaser been, out there. Been Slowly but surely. <laughs> I've got a little bit of announcement coming up. Uh, you know, we haven't heard from our friend Carrie Shirley in quite some time. He and I are going to be getting together this week. We are going to record a gas-powered thoughts segment. Haven't heard from Carrie for a while. We'll be able to kind of see what he's been up to. Looking forward to that. T-shirts. T-shirts. Here's the Still deal. get them. We got a huge order. Here's the deal with T-shirts. I have no more larges left. I have a bunch of 2XLs. I did happen to find one medium. It escaped me, but we do have a medium. A bunch of 3XLs and one or two 4XLs. So order them. Order them up. We uh, we need to get rid of these so we can order some more. <laughs> uh, a different style. We're going to start looking at some more shirts. But we do have plenty of those left, so put in your order. Hats as well. Those uh, We order those weekly, so definitely uh, get, get your hands on, you know, summer's coming up. You're going to need a nice hat to keep the sun off your face, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. And I do believe I'm going to be ordering a hat in the next day or two. I think my dog has taken mine outside, and it's probably under the ground six inches. Oh, it's <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you did find it, it would be slobbery and disgusting now. Yeah. Well, that's what dogs do. Justin just mentioned uh, we have a guest coming up next week. Not going to tell you who. It's a little bit of a surprise. Looking forward to that, and um, we do have a few more uh, interviews kind of in the works that we're working on. We're going to try to get uh, try to get some guys in here that uh, some of our listeners have been asking to hear from, and we get those in as we can. So we're going to be doing that. But in the meantime, should you want to send us some correspondence of some kind, Nick, how would I send you an email? Uh, you would 
tippity type your little fingers, Nick at rchellynation.com. Justin, if I wanted to send you an email, you could send me an email at justin at rchellynation.com. Jesse, if I wanted to send you an email, you could send me an email at jesse at rchellynation.com. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchellynation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums. Facebook. Oh my gosh. 31, 20, or 34, the last I looked at it. It's growing like wildfire. Of course, always check out our forums. New tech tips going up quite frequently, so keep an eye on that as well. Of course, we do post those up on Facebook as they're available. Yep. Also, too, if you wanted to chat with some other listeners of the nation, you can do that on the homepage of our webpage. Always a small group of guys in there shooting the shit, so it's a good way to make new friends. And I'm starting to see, I don't know if you guys have been paying much attention lately, uh, but there's starting to be a fair amount of new names that I I don't really recognize. I've noticed that as well. Yeah. yeah. On the forums too, Dan. Yeah, definitely on the forums. Oh, got a newsletter coming out this week too, guys. Uh, Monday morning, right, Jesse? Or? Oh, yeah. All yep. Right. So look forward to that. Well, guys, this has been episode 122. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. See you Monday. Talk to you guys next week. Later, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jens Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.